Hi, I'm Vasil Lafoon and Eugene Bosquet. Hi, I'm Marie Berthelet and Ferdinand Munier. <laughs> Welcome Munier. to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this time we've been playing Time Stories. Now, as usual, business first. I'm going to start off by saying Marhaban to Morocco. We've got some listeners from Morocco. How exciting. Mm. And if you remember last time, we were discussing the merits of of how they uh, assign age ratings to board games. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a three-part process I have been researching. Okay. So first of all, obviously it be, it's based on content. So if your game has scary monsters or violence or blood or sex or whatever, that will up the rating. Uh, another one is the complexity of the game mechanic. And the third one is um, whether it's got small parts or not. And so any game that is listed as below 14 years has to go through a mandatory safety test to see whether anyone can choke on the bits or kill themselves with it or whatever. So that's interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. And that's a legal requirement. You don't sound very interesting. <laughs> I hope you eat a small piece and you die. Sign up today for your local phone patrol. Now, it is your turn to read the box oh, for time stories. Okay. Where do we start? At the top. All right. <laughs> Life adventures through time and multiple realities. Welcome, agents. The time agency needs you. The fabric of our universe and its parallel worlds are threatened by intrusions. The time agency sends agents to eliminate these dangers. Before your mission, you'll choose an avatar to act in the past without causing temporal damage. Fulfill your mission as quickly as possible, but know that you'll be able to start over as many times as you need. Pay attention to each scene to choose your course of action. When your mission ends, your exploration of the time stories world can continue. More scenarios await and you will soon discover more about these future missions. Oh, that's like advert for an expansion pack. <laughs> um, your first mission, Asylum, Paris, 1921, prevent the creation of a temporal fault in the roaring 20s. 90 minutes per session, age 12 plus. Two to four players. Um, this box contains the time story system and the asylum scenario. Um, and it's by Fantasy Flight Supply? No. No, Space it's Cowboys. by Space Cowboys. Yes. There we are. There we are. Thank you very much. So, yeah, we are kind of time police, I suppose. And whenever something goes wrong in history, we send back a squad of agents to kind of stop it from happening. Um, it's a little bit like, you know the movie Source Code? Uh-huh. Do you actually? Or sort you of. Just, you're just saying that. <laughs> where he gets, like, projected back into a randomer's body to try and stop this train crash. Like Quantum Leap. Like Quantum Leap, yeah. We are being blasted back into, in this case, some asylum patients um, with a range of thingies. So my dude, Vasil Lafoon, was a cocaine addict. And Eugene Bosquet were, had paralysing delusions. Yeah, mine had shell shock and erotomania. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so, yes, we've been projected back into the bodies of these uh, mental patients to try and work out this mystery of this temporal fault that's going on. And... Um, 
you explore locations in the asylum and you lay out cards and you find clues and you get into fights and all the while trying to uncover this mystery of what's going on basically is this a card game a dice game a board game or a what was the other categories skill skill it's a bit of everything it's a bit of everything there's cards there's dice story the story yes there's um yeah role play role play yeah i suppose yeah interesting don't know and there's a board and there's a board (laughs) um so yeah obviously you have a certain amount of like hours to to try and complete your mission before you're taken back to your time base and each set of actions eats up one hour as well as moving locations eats up hours Um, And the idea is that once you hit zero, you return to the base and then you can restart again, but kind of keeping what you've learned so that each time you do it, it should get a little bit easier because you've learned more information. This isn't the first time we've played this and we started already with two parts of the map already uncovered that we'd learned before. Did that help us in our progress today? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think it did, because we knew kind of what was coming up, and we knew we skipped a couple of bits. Yes. So we kind of knew where we were going. Yes. But it is also a little bit boring, because we have played it before, so you have to go through some of the same cards again. True. So if you played it again quite soon, it would be like, there wouldn't be that much new unless you decided to go somewhere else, but you know where you need to go, so you've got to go through all the motions. True. Yes. And I mean, some cards, even though we knew they were, like we remembered from last time, we knew that they didn't yield any information. Mm. They were kind of unavoidable, weren't they? You had to start in the day room, for example. Now, the trick is, can we remember where to go? So are we starting again from what we did before? We've got to do it all again, the same? Yeah. Oh. Well, except we don't have to uncover the map because we've found the map. Oh, right, okay. I reckon, I seem to remember, I think he grabs you. Mm. I'm going to stay away from him. No! Oh, right, I'm, I'm going to the window. Well, we don't have to. Oh, okay. I'm going to go to the windows. Now, it starts off with lots of story, mm. and there's quite a lot of reading involved, yeah. which you stereotypically don't like. No. How did you feel about the story particularly? I mean... Oh, yeah, I'm not that bothered, really. No? Like, the beginning bit, the spacey bit, was a bit boring. Okay. You get into it. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of good, like, choosing where you go next and stuff. But, yeah, it's... I suppose it's not as kind of padded as the Asylum story... Arkham, sorry, stories. No. They do kind of get to the point. And then there's not a lot of, um, like, story. No. It's still... Yeah, I don't... I do not care for that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A soft and restful voice fills the air, blanketing the small metallic noises that you'd heard upon arriving in this room. You're 42 seconds late. Try to manage your time better in the future. That said, welcome agents. I'm Laura. The consortium has deemed you apt to undergo your first transfer. Congratulations. The transfer caissons? Cassons? The transfer caissons are ready. Before taking your places inside them, meet with Bob, your master instructor, and please follow his instructions. There's Bob. Your small group moves into the room with two emotions crashing together with every step. Excitement over your first exposure to this technology that you've been hearing about since the start of your training, and impatience to leave this omnipresent base 
and discover other worlds, both old and new, to travel through the ages and across galaxies. Hey guys, it's not that we're in a hurry, but don't drag your feet, barks Bob as a greeting. Bob sounds like a douche. Your mission, normally reserved for yellow-ranked agents, comes from the consortium and your performance will serve as an end-of-cycle examination. Your grade here will therefore have an impact on the rest of your career. Your mission is to prevent the creation of a temporal fault. One tip, keep the number of runs to a minimum, as each new transfer costs a bundle and will diminish your success. When all of these nutters stop playing with time, it will be a vacation for us. Come on, let's go. Into your case, Casson, what is that word? Cassons, so that Laura can take care of the rest. I, on the other hand, have other fish to fry. Okay. As you approach the Cassons, Laura's voice becomes muted. Agents, seat yourself in the Cassons. Once you exit, you will have to use the timeline to manage your time in your transfer zone. Ideally, you make this trip only once, but if you run out of time, you'll return here to undergo a new transfer to the same place at the same instant. This is the very principle of the time log transfer. Your Cassons light up as you enter them, then emit a multitude of high-pitched sounds. Laura's voice manages to be heard above it all nonetheless. You'll be transferred to 1921 in what the inhabitants of the time call a psychiatric asylum. We have little reliable information as to what is taking place there, but we can confirm the possible creation of a temporal fault. Your mission is to prevent its creation. On this mission, your receptacles will have the following statistics. Deafness, agility, glibness, and strength combat. As might be expected, not all receptacles are equal when faced with adversity, and those you'll inhabit at the Beauregard Asylum are in slightly bad shape, which is why they've been placed there. You will thus have to deal as best you can with their issues. Laura's voice starts to be drowned out by the deafening sounds of the surrounding machines. Your transfer will happen shortly. Be sure to note this vitally important information. According to sources of dubious trustworthiness, it seems that a secret society is hiding inside the building. If the information... to take place. To do that, you must locate a and on location. You should be able to find help, but your receptacles, it isn't. Oh, thanks, Laura. I've just seen you've got the expansions. Isn't that the expansions for it? Yeah. Oh. I've got them all, but we oh. still haven't won the first mission yet, so we can't oh. play the next one. <laughs> um, yeah, now, obviously, as the story unfolds, you you get more parts of the, the location map, um, which I shall take a picture of. I'm also probably going to just put a little spoiler alert, because if you haven't played through this story, then obviously we don't want to spoil anything. Well, obviously, no, we are going to spoil stuff, but I'm going to warn you that that's what we're going to do, so I'll play the spoiler alert siren. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. How it works, so you choose where your team's going to go on the map, and then each location has a set of cards, doesn't it? And you lay them out, and they form a picture of the location. Like, we're in this horrible cave with these mutants in. And you decide which part of the location your um, your character is going to investigate. Did you have any tactics when choosing where to go? Um, not really, because I kind of knew where we were going. And it depends what items you get. If there's like, oh, I think that item might be needed here. Yeah. I suppose you can do that. Like, if you got a key, I had a couple of keys for things. Mm. So going to the lockers in the dormitory was obvious. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought it might be, but <laughs> it wasn't. And, like, I kind of had the tactic of, obviously, on the map, talking to certain people, like, we had this clue saying start in the southeast. That's why we went to the dormitory first, because that was in the southeast corner of the map. But when you're actually in the location, I just looked at the picture, and, obviously, depending on the size of the location, if there was enough for us to each 
to take one part each, then fine. But if any needed doubling up, I tried to double up on the bits that looked the most dangerous. Because mm. obviously when there's two of you on the same area, you can combine your strengths or your skills to help take out any challenges. And that brings me on to the next part of the location. So you spend time and you turn over the cards and you find out what's in that location. And there could be things to fight. There could be items to find. Um, some of them are locked, so you can't look in that area until you've got a certain key or until you've uncovered or you've done something previously. And that kind of broke it up a little bit, didn't it? Because it became more like a puzzle. It's almost a bit exity in a way. Like mm. you had to remember which key fit which lock and where that lock was. You know, so now we've got the key, so we have to go back to the bandstand because that's where that keyhole was kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's good. Oh, yeah, I do like that bit, that aspect. Yes. You find yourself in the day room of an asylum. It's the end of the afternoon. The room is calm, with a gramophone filling the place with sweet music. The low sun illuminates all with an amber light. The nurse in charge of the hall stands near the door. Behind her, a man is very focused on his chessboard. In the background, enjoying the light of the large windows, a young woman is painting frantically. She throws you furtive, disturbed glances. Sitting in the corner of the room, a man gives you a slight wave. We need to decide what we're doing. We need to go to the dormitory. You want to go to the dormitory? Yeah. We didn't speak to the nurse in the infirmary. Oh, whatever. She's a bitch. Why don't I move my green to there? Because mm. as a team, we've unlocked that thing. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. And then we can both try and break open the lockers. Okay. I knew we shouldn't have freed that horrible man. <laughs> He's attacked me now. Ah. Uh. Bastard, eh? Oh, it's this weird piece of paper with scribbled symbols. A plunger. Right. And a ruby. Okay. Yeah, he's in the fucking bin. That message said southeast and then clockwise, right? Yeah, that's where we went. We'll say we're on southeast, so should we work around what's next clockwise, Doctor? I is synth's office. Okay, team, I need a decision. Basically, he's opened up a secret passage saying yeah. we're waiting for you. Yeah. We can either follow him into the passage, which yeah. I remember that leads us into that maze, doesn't it? Yeah. Or um, we can beat him up. I might keep both of mine. I mean, the smoky yeah. woods is throwing up a red flag. Okay. Um, there's a hovel. That's where the smoke's coming from. Chimney. Uh, there's a man with a pistol. I know who you are, and I'm not going to let you act freely, you damn sorcerers. Oh, it's Jules, an ally who accompanies you for the rest of the game. We didn't... We've never met Jules before, no. have we? So hang on, five people went missing, mm. and it failed an experiment, and now they're trying to get five more people to do this ritual. Yeah. And then the right, grunting noises can be heard in the midst of the luxurious vegetation. I'm going to go to the waterfall and the basin. Okay, well... <laughs> Grunting sounds suspicious, so I'll put both of my guys there. Yeah. Alright, we need to go back to the park and use this key. I think. Oh my god, what is that? And actually, the game mechanic wasn't that hard. Again, it's one of these ones that looks incredibly more complicated than it is once you actually get down to it. You choose where you're going to go, you spend time investigating that place, and then you move on to the next place. Yeah. Yeah? Nice and simple. Without fun, there can be no function. Now, unfortunately, we ran out of, of game hours before we got to 
solving the mystery we found lots of clues didn't we lots of pages of some magical book and we worked out that the doctors were trying to do some sort of secret ritual and sacrificing the patients mm. but we didn't actually find out what that was oh also there was a manticore for some reason that was the creature oh right okay um, some scary bitch was painting a picture of it uh, I thought I saw it out the window and then we actually <laughs> ran into it and had to fight it which we basically should have predicted Okay, I've looked out the window, and in the greenhouse, I've seen an animal that looks like an enormous winged cat. Okay. But that's what Crazy Bitch was painting. That Mm. was the monster, a winged thing. Oh, there's a greenhouse. Oh, don't forget, the greenhouse is where I saw the cat monster. Yeah, there's footprints by it. Is there anything? There's a statue of a creature. Is it the winged cat thing? Oh, there's a body on the far side of the basin. He's been clawed. But I bet you it's the winged fucking... But there's a wallet in his in his jacket, take item 21, which is a large key, which is the key that I needed before. Oh, shit. What? It's the winged cat. Uh, well, <laughs> that was the noise. Fuck. <laughs> okay, um, right, well, I've got to fight it. Yeah. Shit, we're going to run out of time. After defeating this creature, roll a dice. If you get any blue hits, it comes back to life and you've got to fight it again. No. Well, then that's going to cost oh, me another hour and that's it. We're... Oh, horrible creatures. Done. I kind of initially put that this seems quite difficult to win, but... Well, the idea is that you don't and you do it again and again, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I think that is what they want. They want you to play it through numerous times. Yeah, they've probably made it so you can't win it on the first time around. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, And so it's a case of remembering where you've been and where you need to go next. Now, there were some bits that I did remember from last time. Like, I knew that talking to that man in the bed, I knew he attacked you <laughs> but we still did it anyway well, for some reason <laughs> for some reason get a, an item or something after you hit him or whatever yes no that's true yeah. so I knew that was going to happen and I knew about the secret passage in the doctor's office but we ended up like this cave else, full of mutants we? yeah, we we've never been before. there before no, I don't know so yeah because we were expecting that labyrinth we yeah we must have done something else yeah, and I can't think how we got there. We must have made a different choice at some point. Yeah, and also, you know, remember when we played with Patrick and Moo and we found those people playing croquet oh, on yeah. the lawn? Like, where were they? Because we went into the park and there was no one playing croquet there. So I don't know. I think, actually, it's more diverse than we think. Maybe. I think your choices because so you've got some locations that are named like the day room the dormitory etc but then there are others that are just location 8 location Mm. 11 whatever I'm wondering if there's like more than one version of the park depending on how you get there and so for instance location 8 might be the park but also location 9 might be the park that you get to from a different do you know what I mean so I Mm. think actually it's probably more complicated than we know it's like almost like a choose your own adventure story like house of danger in a way isn't it except instead of just reading the story it's all physically here and you choose and you find the items and you do the thing and actually Mm. looking at the card deck so we investigated one two three four five six seven locations but i'd say there's a good 50 odd cards left that we haven't even touched so tons tons more locations that we've not been to so yeah i actually think there's tons of scope for this to to be played multiple and maybe that's why they design it so you have to play it multiple times to to investigate as much of it as you can oh my god 
As you've already pointed out, I have got lots of other expansions. There's lots of different missions you can go on. It's like, as I said, you're like time police, you're time traveling. So there is, we were in the 1920s in an asylum. Um, there's one in 1992, called, which is private detectives called the Marzi case. Oh, that sounds good. There's uh, Prophecy of Dragons, which is ancient China. Okay. There is Lumen Fide, which is, I think, Da Vinci Code, all fucking Catholic... Um, um, Vatican okay. Pope yeah. shit. Um, I can't even read that. Oh, Brotherhood of the Coast. That's pirates. Okay. So there's so tons different, of different yeah. historical eras that you can yeah. visit. I think because this one's in the side of it, it reminded me of Arkham quite a bit. Right. Yeah. So and obviously that, this mm. is this is the story that comes with the base game so yeah. this is kind of to get you into it but who knows what other yeah the police one sounds good yes um, yeah that's story number two and they all come in secrets I'm glad it's to different genres and it's not just this kind of alchemy yeah oh there's it, another one called um, Estrella Drive which is like Hollywood glamour you know like oh, yeah yeah um, no, that's good so it's quite but they all come out. in sealed little packets mm. and you can't look at them until you get to that sort of point in the story story etc so it's all very good yes i like it and it's you know the board is very futuristic looking you know it, it feels like you've come from the future and you've just climbed out your time pod and there you are kind of thing mm-hmm. are we having fun yet okay what did you think generally <laughs> yeah it was okay um yeah i uh, there's quite there's bits of this game that i'm not fond of like the story element of it and the but like okay hear me out hear me out so you know for other games where there's lots of story Mm. sometimes that story is kind of unnecessary and it's just padding but this we are actually trying to solve the mystery so does the story not help with that yeah I know yeah it's not as bad no um it was okay it was okay Okay, cool. Well, you know, I'm going to ask you, is it a win or not? It's difficult. (laughs) Why is it difficult? I'm going to say, no, it's not a win. (laughs) Okay. It's almost a win. It's almost a win. What would would tip it over the the edge into Wyndham? I think a different genre. I think it's because it's the asylum stuff. How many games have we been in an asylum? It is kind of a common trope, isn't it? And you get the, these weird characters and they've all got with the symbols and the... I don't know, I just feel like I've been in so many asylums. <laughs> like, if it was like the think 90s have... one or something, yeah, yeah. I feel like I might enjoy it a bit more. I just feel like, oh, there's a creepy monster, there's a there's we've... a patient that sees yeah. something. Uh, we've done so many of those. We've had Coma Ward, we've I had Arkham, like, haven't we? There's, and there's loads of other... That, I think that's why it's just... Are you all asylum down? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Okay. It's just why... So so many asylums, you know, and oh, of course, it's an ancient ritual. Of course, they're doing something to the patient. <laughs> well, what it's, else are they good for? Yeah, it, you could be playing another game. I mean, but then the, I know there's like the time agent element, but that doesn't really not doesn't actually is part of the actual main game. No, think about it. it's just an, a, a way to get in and out of the game and to change the expansions. Mm. No, so that's actually, true. that is why it's just too many asylums. Okay, yeah, if it was a different you've, story, you've it burned might be out different. on asylums. 
interesting. Okay. Yeah. I've just thought of something. Obviously, at the start, you get to choose which patient's body you're going to jump into. Yeah. Um, and there's quite there's at least eight to choose from. Do you think there are certain combinations that make it unwinnable, or certain? Do you like? Do you think there's certain recommended? No, I don't think so. Because it's up to like four players, so that's the majority of the characters yeah, playing. I suppose. I'm just wondering if it's possible to pick four complete shit characters mm. that literally well, can't got do anything. Different strength and stuff for different things, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, doesn't really matter, I don't think. Ah, oh, shit. They've all got special abilities. Yeah, mine didn't come into effect, though, so... Ah, oh, shit. Mine totally would have been useful and I didn't oh. even read them. Right, check it out. Eugene, if he goes anywhere alone, he spends an extra time, but... Um, his paralyzing delusions disappears in combat situations, so I can run away from padlock cards. Yeah. Oh, shit. And Vasil Lafoon, because he's addicted to cocaine, <laughs> um, I could have snorted some cocaine to heal some life. Huh. Shit. I didn't even read oh. those. Like, Rubbish. Oh, dear. Oh, well. Whatever. Anyway embarrassing um okay so you've said it's not a win no that makes it 16 11 catching up catching up <laughs> wait did you say oh dear no star wars destiny was a loss i've just written win next to it <laughs> Okay, so Time Stories, unfortunately, is a lose. Time's fun equals progress. Now, I know for a fact you were very screen spiel busy yesterday. What were you up to? Yeah, some new episodes coming very soon, so check out Screen Spiel Pod. There'll be some new episodes coming up. Give us a teaser. Give us a clue. Oh, there's War of the Worlds. Oh. We're talking about the 2005 film. Yep. Very soon. Mm-hmm. And Les Miserables. Musical? The musical version. Excellent. So if you want to listen to that, <laughs> then they'll be out. Probably not by the time this comes out. No. But very soon. Very soon. S-P-I-E-L. Screen yes. spiel. Cool. Okay. Well, I have been Phil. I have been Mark. And remember, non-relinquim in Arca of Perculo. Bye. Bye. <laughs> now is the time when we stop. Good night. Good night.